If you have your Bible, I want to turn this morning to the Gospel according to John chapter 16. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 13. I was talking to my wife this week about uh, seeing some things happen and we're not seeing happening in the morning service. And she said, well, if you're going to see a change, you've got to change. She said, the services aren't ending like we used to end them in a time of prayer. And said, you, you do the preaching, you do the ministering, but she said, there's something wrong. And if you want to see things change, you've got to change. So I, I appreciate my, my constructive direction from my wife. And I'm going to do some changing. And in fact, I want to do some changing this morning. It's communion time, and I want to get right into the message today. So if you have your Bibles, according to St. John chapter 16, we're beginning with verse number 1. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples. The past four weeks we spent in the book of Proverbs, foolproofing our life. And it's been an awesome time. I don't think I've ever enjoyed the book of Proverbs any more uh, than I've enjoyed it this year. And I continue to reflect on Proverbs even though we're in the first week of May. But as we look at the scriptures today, I want to talk to you about the privilege of every believer as well as our responsibilities. And it's called Growing Deeper in Jesus. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be, be made to stumble. Listen to me. No father wants his child to stumble. Jesus is talking to his disciples. They're the children of God. Verse 2, they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think they are offering God service. This is what the Muslims believe today. We're all infidels if we're not Muslims. Moving on. Verse 3, and these things they will do to you because you have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you remember that I told you so. I told you of them. I want everybody to say, I told you so. That's pretty good. Let's do it again. I told you so. I told you so. I'm telling you this morning what Jesus is saying to his disciples. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart... I will send him to you. This is Jesus. He's talking about he's getting ready to leave his disciples. He's going to be crucified on the cross. He's going to be he's going to raise from the dead. He's going to show himself alive through many infallible proofs. And then he's leaving with the clouds of glory. And he's preparing. He's telling the, the disciples in advance that he's getting ready to leave. Nobody said, where are you going? And nobody asked him, where are you going? He highlights this. And, and he said, nevertheless, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, everybody listen to me, he's already came. The helper has already came. The helper helped you get ready for the service this morning. The helper motivated you to be here today. The helper is causing you to have a hunger that not all Christians have to be a, in part of the morning service. The helper helps us every day of our life. He helps us to be strong in the Lord. He helps us shun the wrong and do the right. Verse 8 says, Jesus says to his disciples, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. All unbelievers are sinners. You've got to believe. He that cometh to me, Jesus says, must believe that I am, and that I am a rewarder 
of those that diligently seek you. Being a good person will not save you. You've got to believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. He's done what he says he'll do. And then he says, if you'll confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised from the dead, you can be saved. With the mouth, confession is made, and with the heart, we believe. Verse 10, of righteousness, I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I have... I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. However, I want you to say this with me. However, however, when he, the spirit of truth, is, he has come, he will guide you into all truth. I want everybody to say this. Thank God I've got a guide. That's pretty good. Let's turn the volume up and do it again. Thank God I've got a guide. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Father, anoint these lips with clay this, uh, clay this morning with that anointing. Lord, let the Word of God be alive. Let it be rich and real in our lives. Let it peel away the outer crust of our spirit this morning. And let times of refreshing flow through all of us today, including my life as well as the congregation's life. And we'll give all the praise to you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. As we take a moment today and view the world in which we live, never before have we ever seen a country like America so out of control. People in leadership of our country seem to have developed the attitude that lying is a lifestyle and it's all okay. Morality has gone down the tube. Murdering thousands of babies under the name of abortion has become an acceptable way of life here in America. Planned Parenthood spends millions of your tax dollars today by blessing abortion, the abortion business so that they can sell baby parts for a profit. America has ministers that go to the pulpit and endorse the alternate lifestyle, which the Bible says is an abomination to God. Has it dawned on you and me today that we are living in uncharted waters right here in America? Has it, has it dawned on the church world today that God has called you and I out to be separate? We're in this world, but he said we're not like this world. Romans 8, chapter 14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit, they shall be called the sons of God. We're here under the leadership of the Holy Spirit today. We're not tied to religion. Religion is like a graveyard with no ends in it. We're guided today by the power of the Holy Spirit who enables us to do the things that we said we could never do and take us places we said we could never go. And I could read 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 9, but my time is limited. I'm going somewhere. Hang on. Buckle up, buckle up your seatbelts. There are reasons why we, Jared and I, do our best to feed our church family on the Word of God, not on man's opinion. We visit the sick. We counsel those that are hurting. We feed the hungry. We help the widows. We give hope to the hopeless. We give to the poor. We do our best to lead the lost to the Lord. Many who never open the church doors, we honor the Lord with our first fruits our in, of our income. Then we have our own family that cherishes a few men minutes of our time. Why? 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 Because God has put a calling on our lives, and he's led us by the Holy Spirit in a lifestyle that only God can develop in the hearts and lives of his shepherd. If you're looking at your shepherd this morning, and I'm looking at the sheep, and the Bible says this, 
We, those that are called are shepherds. We're responsible for what you eat spiritually. We're here to encourage you. We're here to bless you. We're intend to, we are here to cause you to be hungry for the things of God. And, and while we are at this point, may I say, sheep beget sheep. Think about it for a moment. Sheep beget sheep. The shepherd feeds the flock, but the sheep beget sheep. Isn't that a great thought? Many people, not in this church, but I, I've heard it quite often through the 50-plus years of ministry. Well, our, our church isn't growing. And I had, I've had to bite my tongue many times as I heard this because under my breath I was saying, don't you know that sheep beget sheep? And the shepherd feeds the sheep. But the sheep are responsible for the growth of the church. Don't shout me down now. I'm doing good. This is awesome. This is awesome. Church, this is our best days. The world has never been darker. Never has the opportunity been more available than it is for you and I today to announce that the king is coming. He's coming with the clouds and with great glory. Are you ready to meet him? Have you ever sensed that the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something, but because of fear you were afraid to do it? Even though you were sure it was God's Spirit who was speaking to you, did you grit your teeth, dig in your heels, and decide that you would not do it? Even though you know, you know, you know the Holy Spirit is leading in. And if the answer is yes, it's time for you to stop doing that. The Holy Spirit says, I'll guide you into all truth. God never makes a mistake. He says, many are called, but few are chosen. And many times he chooses you as the sheep of the flock today to speak into the people's life that never enter the church door. Don't let the devil or the spirit of fear talk you out of experiencing the joy that God gives you of being used by the Holy Spirit. It is an awesome time and it's an awesome privilege to be led and be used by the Holy Spirit. This is exactly what the Apostle Paul admonished us when he says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, don't quench the Spirit. The word quench in this verse means to extinguish, to smother, or suppress, or snuff out. There's no doubt about what the Apostle Paul is trying to tell us. If we ignore the Holy Spirit's voice long enough and often enough, eventually we will become spiritually hardened and we will no longer be able to hear him when he does try to speak to us. It will be like his voice evaporates and dries up, and we will hear it no more. We need to know that, that our own actions develop fear. We all deal with fear. We all deal with insecurity. We all deal with disobedience. And we all deal sometimes with the inability that we feel in ourselves to do what God has called us to do. But yet the Holy Spirit makes no mistakes. You're here through the divine order of the Holy Spirit. He's directed you, and he's causing you to hear what's being spoken this morning through these lips of clay. God has a plan for you. He has a, an awesome privilege. It's an awesome privilege to be called and to be used by the power of the Holy Spirit. But you hinder his wonderful plans by ignoring and denying his right to use you in the time of need. May I just toss this in, even though it's not on page five of my footnotes this morning. By the way, I sat at my computer and let the Holy Spirit feed me this message this morning. I didn't know who would be here, but he did. And I'm not here by accident, and what we're hearing is not by coincidence, and neither have I copied somebody else's message. We're, we're in a war tonight, today, whether you realize it or not. Not, not many days ago, a, 
a gentleman, well, a great friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine. He's graced this time, place many, many times, stood, and he preached the gospel, and he ministered to us, and people responded and rededicated or gave their heart to the Lord, and he gets home, and his wife is filed for divorce. Listen to me. Listen to me. Nobody is exempt. It's important that you realize the Holy Spirit wants to guide you into all truth. Was he prepared for this? No, he wasn't. But Jesus says, if I go away, I will send a comforter, and he will guide you into all truth. I've talked to him several times in the past few days. My heart is broken for, for him. I've never met his wife. She's a well-educated individual, but she goes to the gym and works out. And wouldn't you believe there's just somebody at the gym that sees her heart that's hungry, and he walks in, and he takes the heart of a, an evangelist and steals his right to call her his wife. I'm telling you, we're living in a real world today. Don't allow the enemy to fool you. We've been through the book of Proverbs, and we have foolproof our life. However, sometimes we get slipped up on the, on the blind side. And it's important for you and I to know how to act when this happens. He's called. His, his, his voice is broken, and, and I can't keep from weeping as I hear the heart of somebody that's poured his life out to come to Elm Grove to feed us, to minister to us, and enter the, into the service with an invitation, and people respond and go home, and the enemy has stole his mate. We're living in a real world this morning, and I need to tell you, there's a lot of people that aren't here that need to hear the wake-up call, but they're not here to hear the message. I'm going to brag on you people this morning. When we come to the end of the journey, we stand before the Lord. Here's what he's going to say to you and to you and you. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. Did you know there will be responsibilities in heaven? And if God's looking on the page of responsibility, did I go to church when I didn't feel like it? Did I go when the weather was bad? Did I go when my wife was sick or my husband wasn't here? Did I just put forth the best effort even though there were things that hindered me? Did I go to the point that God can say, well done, good and faithful servant? There'll be two answers that'll come from the Lord on Judgment Day. Depart from me, I don't know you. Are well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. There will only be two things that will be said to people as they stand before the Lord, and we'll all stand before him one day and hear his voice. Have you ever been to a campfire? You know the flames can burn very bright and very hot. But what happens when somebody throws water on the flames? The fire dims. And eventually, the first dash only dampens the fire. But eventually, only as it dampens, the person continues to throw the water, the flame will go out of that campfire. And can I say this this morning? God wants me to tell you this. The enemy is here to dump water on your fire this morning. But I can tell you one thing. The Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. If you're dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty, he has no way of putting out your fire. Listen to me today. God wants you to know that you can have faith in God. That doesn't say that you're not going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That doesn't say the enemy's not going to deal with your mate or, or, or deal with your children. But I can tell you this. Jesus says, Be of good cheer. I've overcame it all. 
And here's what he says in the valley of the shadow of death, whether it's death over our finances, death over our children, whether it's death over our spouse, whether it's death of our marriage, no matter what you may be going through this morning, I have good news for you. Romans 8.28 Romans 8, says to this to the faithful, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, to all who are called according to his purpose. Ask yourself this question this morning. Ask yourself this question. Lord, if you were to come today, what would I hear you say? What would you come, come to You know, I can tell you, God wants us to every day take inventory of our own life. It's my response to his ability to tell you what this says. But listen to me. The Bible says either make the tree good or make it evil because the tree is known by its fruit. An apple tree is known by its fruit because it bears a pear tree is known by its fruit because it bears pears. And the children of God are known by its fruit because by this shall all men know you're my disciples if you love one another. Doesn't, you don't have to be a church member to love one another. It's not the water baptism, even though these are very essential points of a Christian people. But I can tell you something. Just examine yourself. Do I love everybody? We don't have to like their lifestyle. We don't have to like the things they've done for us. It can break our heart. But listen, love covers multitudes of sins. And when we have the love of Jesus, this is where the helper comes in. This is where the Holy Spirit, listen to me, this is the reason we need to be power, empowered with the Holy Spirit every day. And I hear this many times, well, I just don't believe in speaking in tongues. Listen, friend, the, whole, the speaking in tongues is just one of the blessings of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's just, an, that's just an opportunity to pray a prayer that my mind can't mess up with when I can pray in tongues. But that's just one attribute. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you into all truth. Are you listening to the truth? Are you hearing and obeying what Jesus is saying to us? If not, God wants you to know he sent me your way this morning to tell you it's going to be worth it all to be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. We've had... We've had things come out our own family's way. We've had things to trouble the water. We've had every opportunity to get angry. We've had every opportunity to, to seek revenge. But I'm here telling you this morning, God says, vengeance is mine. Let me take care of it. I will repay. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me this morning? Moving on. The Holy Spirit has, been, has the Holy Spirit been speaking to your heart, tenderly directing you to do something? Have you obeyed him and done what he's prompted you to do? Or have you turned a deaf ear to his voice? Let me encourage you. Listen to me. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit's leading. Don't disregard his voice. Don't close your ear when he's speaking to you. Don't pass up an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to use you and to lead you. Don't avoid moments when God wants to pour his power through you. Don't throw water on the flames until you quench his spirit. Instead, continually, instead of continually shutting your ears to the Holy Spirit's voice and dousing the flames of the Spirit in your heart, it's time for you to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll do what you say. I'll go where you go, want me to go. I'll obey what you tell me to do. And when you adopt this attitude, you start putting fuel back into the fire again. Every time you say, yes, Lord, and follow through with his obedience, you're not only blessing you, but the Father is preparing to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. You stoke the fires of the, of the coals of the fire and cause the Holy Spirit to burn more brightly in your life when you obey 
I'm grateful this morning that we could walk in and have such an awesome breakfast. I'm, I'm blessed Wednesday night when I see the food at the Rock, when I see the food here for the kids. I'm, I'm blessed when I see uh, this week as, as, as uh, a hundred, uh, over 100 people came for Audrey Jones's funeral. And I watched the people gather in the kitchen that made it happen. I watched the door swing as people brought food to, in, to uh, make it happen. And, and then God just opened the windows of heaven and, and allowed his word to be ministered to the hearts and lives of people, people that were realizing that Audrey was gone. She had graduated. People were here from even Haiti, some of the grandkids that are, that are missionaries to Haiti, a family that had both of their children kidnapped for 23 hours in Haiti was here. And I went up to the dad who's an Assembly of God missionary, and I said, David, how did you handle that? And is it safe in Haiti? And he patted himself right here. He said, everything's really good, Pastor. I've got a Glock right here, and everybody leaves me alone. Well, listen to me. While he carries a Glock in Haiti, let me tell you something. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He gives you power every day to cast down wrong imagination. He gives you power every day to shun the wrong and do the right. He gives you power to rise up with wings as eagles and run and not be weary, and you can walk and not faint. How good is your God this morning? Are you wrapped in religion, or are you wrapped in the grace of God? It's by grace through faith that any of us are here this morning. Right. It's not by works alone, lest any man should boast. Listen, it, it's only by the grace of God that I got saved. It's only by the grace of God that 40 years ago this fall, Jesus opened the door, and then he not only led me, he kind of booted me. <laughs> My dad had a way of encouraging you to do something something once in a while and he knew how to turn this number 12 sideways and as you walk by he knew how to do this that's encouragement <laughs> he knew how to keep the generation gap closed he wore a plastic belt and that double could bring stripes to naked legs because we only had short pants to wear we kept both pair of jeans for school listen to me today God wants you to know that we're living in peerless times. We're living in times when the world is shunning the right and doing the wrong. But that doesn't make it all right. That's the reason. He says, we're in the days of Noah. How about Moses? How about Abraham? How about all the patriarchs of old? How about the days of Sodom and Gomorrah when their morality had totally destroyed the strength of a city? Are we living in those days today? Yes, we are. But it's the greatest opportunity that God has given the church because people are looking for something that's true. And they're not finding it on Fox News. They're not finding it on CNN, ABC, CBS. They're not finding it all on that. We find that anybody on those networks can lie. I mean, misrepresent the truth. I'm going to use a religious word this morning. I need to quit call it, saying that. They can say it. But... Uh, we need, I, need to do, I, need to, I can't talk like they talk, but listen to me. What is the Holy Spirit saying to us today? If the trumpet should sound this morning, what's he saying to us today? Is there those that will be left behind that aren't ready for Jesus, that you've been friends to? Are there those, is there somebody in your life this morning that God's been speaking to you to go talk to? 
Or is there somebody that is in need? And you know God has spoken to you, but you've kind of put it on the back shelf. Yes, I heard you, Lord. When I get around to it, I'm, I'm going to do that. What if we never have a get around to it moment? Listen, I want to live like Jesus is coming today. But I want to work like I've got a lifetime to work. I want to put my, I want to put my shoulder to the plow. I, I want to keep on keeping on. And I want to say to those faithful people that are in this building this morning, filling water, water cups has its reward. While everybody has to have some meat on the platter, listen to me. If you're filling water cups, Jesus is keeping score. He's reward, he has a reward laid up for you. And you're going to be rewarded according to what you've done for him. We all like slap on the back. But listen to me. God's going to have more than a slap on the back for you. He's going to say, here's your reward. It thrills me when I see people come to the rock on the first and third Tuesday to help Jared as he gets the attention of young people that are facing a world that's upside down. This world is upside down. But it's because of you. It's because of your giving. It's because of your expression of love that we're able to reach out to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those that are held in captivity. Listen to me. The church wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. The church will not perform without people. But God has al always had a remnant, and today he has you. And I close this morning with these words. Jesus says, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. What is so hard about following Jesus? What is so hard about following Jesus? What is, what is so hard about following Jesus? The only hard part is, is this. In my own life, it took submission. You know what? If you're going through a, the trial of your faith this morning, if you're being challenged in a mighty way this morning, I've got good news for you. God has a relief for you. In the book of James, Chapter 4 says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he has to flee. There's something about submission. Submission. It's Even when you become a Christian, it's, it's still a challenge to submit to authority. We have, see America. We see the leadership of the law refusing to submit to the leadership of authority. And it goes right on down, right on down, right on down, right on down. Can I say this this morning? One of the greatest challenges in the school this morning is the fact that children just don't want to submit to authority. But we take, go home with them and we find the same thing. People just don't want to submit to God because they think they're losing control. It's not about control, folks. It's about submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. When you allow him to fight your battles, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I forgive their sins. Then, 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 listen to me, then will I heal their land. There are always conditions, and then there's great reward. But it, the first step is submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And it's a great step to make. Sherry and I would not have enjoyed 40 years at this church had God 
made me so, allowed me to get so miserable with myself that finally I said, it's not worth it. I can't live this way. I want to submit to you, Lord. And God brought it to pass. And every good and perfect thing comes from the Father of light. I want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you this morning. We're living in peerless times. There's a vacuum pulling. For years, we were able to say to the school, the Ministerial Alliance was able to say to the school, no school activities on Wednesday night, no school activities on Sunday. Go to the ballpark on Sunday. Watch the lights turn on the ball field on Wednesday night. Listen to me. I'm not against sports. I've been in this I've been in this system, and I've enjoyed every minute of it, but there comes a time when we have to submit our lives to the Lord. There's a time. He only asks for one day a week, the Lord's day. Remember to make it holy. Remember, keep it holy. Remember me, just one day of the week. Just remember me one day of the week. And he said, if you'll do that, if you'll follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. I want you to stand this morning. And as you stand, we're getting ready to, to have communion. But as we stand this morning, I'm going to lead a little course as you come this way. And it's entitled, Where He Leads Me, I Will Follow. And as we prepare for communion this morning, and we come forward and the elders are going to be serving, I want you to ask yourself, Lord, what are you saying to me this morning? What, what are you, what, I know you've been speaking, I've been, I, I know you, you sp have spoken to me before. I, I, if there's something that you have in store for me, I want to follow you. I want to be in the place should my life come to a close today. I could hear these words. You've been faithful. You've been faithful. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him, with him all the way. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow.
will follow and go with him, with him all the way. Jared comes to prepare us for our time of communion. I want you to sing this with me one more time. Where he leads me on will follow. Where he leads me on will follow. Where he With him all the way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.